0: This is PBE Daily, Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Evonby. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to join me on this podcast and for actually giving the support that you've been giving from time to time and also by passing word to your friends about this particular podcast. This platform has actually given me a great degree of fulfillment, I have to say. Uh, I have been recording actually as frequently as I possibly can in the open chances that i get that i'm not as busy as normal life is for me because i'm always hunched over a desk from time to time i even had a phone call yesterday where i was asked am i hunched over a desk or am i about to go to sleep and to have that kind of degree of care being given by a friend is actually something i truly truly value and i chose to actually continue the tangent that i had on, on yesterday's episode on today's episode because well i feel the the angle at which i i took the cliffhanger In a sense, because I I feel to a certain extent that the episode ended rather abruptly and I didn't get to properly address some of the things that I've seen as the moves made in preparation or in hopes of bettering the situation that we actually have around us. I've been going through countless uh, audiobooks in recent months because when audiobooks come into play for me, it actually makes my life so much easier because I am easily lost in visual distractions so in order for me to actually focus on the work I'm doing cuz I'm always drawing I find it of greater importance for me to literally have the the distraction I use or the driving force which is really inspired to have its proper background music and sometimes the proper background music is actually audiobooks and stuff like that I'm still Going through the book um, "Laws of Human Nature" by Robert Green. I'm, I'm yet to finish it. But the more I, the more I dive in, the more I'm, I'm learning even greater in, uh, elements that is actually put into play in regards to uh, social norms and how the current age of social norms are not truly to the betterment of most of us. Because let's be honest, in the age of social media, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint or to, to truly speak in a sense that you can comfortably say yeah i think that worked out perfectly that went the the way we wanted it to it's it's a weird weird world we live in and i've actually been inspired even more by most of the stuff i've actually gotten to consume granted most of my other talents haven't been put into great use but my visual uh, curiosities and my audible curiosities have actually been fulfilled so i'm coming into this particular angle that i'm taking today in the sense of one of the things i think i realized about myself which is one of the things i always try to tame within myself which is uh, in most cases we we tend to i think from my observation and my personal experience that which we can't show affectionately we choose to show physically and I remember the first time I saw the figure who I've kind of made a a parody of in the profile picture for this episode. And the character I've actually drawn is... It's my rendition of a cheeky version of Giacomo Casanova. And Casanova is a character who I've heard time and time again. And the reason why the character Casanova made so much sense for this particular episode is because I was thinking about something... That crossed my mind over the weekend while I was doing the the show on Spice FM, uh, Spice Sunday Cruise. It's an it's an old school show where we actually play throwback music uh, with two legendary DJs, DJ Nijon, DJ Pinier. and I get to luckily enough be the host of the show, so that they can concentrate on the music and I can concentrate on the disseminating of information back to back and being the connection between the audience and the DJ. So I'm I'm a lucky guy, and one of the songs that kept on playing in the back of my mind was um, Casanova and the lyrics of that song have always caught me it says like I am not your Casanova me and Romeo have never been friends can't you see how much I've really loved you I'm going to say it to you time and time again and when I think about that statement is or the thinking I had since the weekend was he's trying to distance himself from the ideal of Casanova because Casanova to most of us as it was described when I was growing up when I got to my teens was he was a playboy. There have been movies countless movies that have been made to describe the character Casanova and All we kept on thinking about is when you think about the cool kid in school, be it in film or be it in actual experiences, be it festivals. For a guy in public school, the closest thing we got to see of a a Casanova character was doing festivals, drama festivals, film festivals and all these kind of things. The dude who would get the uh, attention of the most attractive girls in the compound and all that. And that character became de facto Casanova. And the more names you got the more numbers you got okay numbers came later the more <laughs> postal addresses and grade name and everything you got the more influential you became and in typical fashion for myself i i i tried um to embody myself in the in the figure of the casanova and i remember watching the a movie by the late which had the the lead actor being the late uh, Heath Ledger, Casanova. And every time they've made a rendition of Casanova, as you see him running out of a, of a girl's room or jumping out of a window of a girl who wasn't supposed to have soiled her soiled her by her, having, having her be the victim of him soiling her oats. Okay, Victim is the wrong word, but I'm, I'm reaching here. Apologies. And when I thought about those particular elements that were actually being put out, I was kind of drawn to the idea of the allure that most gentlemen who are attractive physically attractive the allure that they have is based upon the physical so since i always saw myself as pretty much average i figured in order to boost that ideal of myself and i assure you i have no shame in saying this out loud because sometimes they say when you out certain information you kind of spoil situations for yourself i chose to enhance or increase my allure as far as the the ideal of me when i say the ideal of me i mean this i am not the most like specimen type individual but my mind will distract you from that you're more attracted to that which I say and that which I fulfill in your fantasy than that which I am in the present. When I looked at the idea of Casanova, I started thinking about, okay, how did he get girls to actually just feign over him or just think about him? Like The, the idea of him as it was spoken about in public, that's how the the legend of him was born. And the legend of him was born from what that which was said and was said by others. Recently, I think, actually during the f- first few months of me doing this podcast, there was an an episode of, the, of TED Talk where a gentleman talked about Casanova, and he gave something which I consider probably one of the best lessons that you actually get from Casanova, which is we mostly speak of the ladies he bedded or he got physical with. And we take that count and we say, how is that even possible? And so, as a result, many fellas ended up growing up being told the higher body count you had, the more of a a cool guy you are. And yes, ladies, this is one of the things that misogyny kind of propagates for young teenagers who are trying to find their way in the world. And as a result, you sometimes find yourself seen as this playboy character because the playboy character is supposed to be the guy who wins everything. And the weird thing for us is, When you can't find yourself being able to do the playboy activity, you're looked at as a wimp. And this is the problem with, and probably one of the things, which is it's problematic, yes, but only in conversations with other men. It's not problematic in my own psyche, in that I find it very, very hard to use people. And if I have used someone, I'd gladly say that it was probably subconscious and I didn't really notice it. Or I am on a vendetta and I intentionally did that because I wanted to teach that person a lesson. But when it comes to matters of affection and the heart, it's really, really hard for me. Because I feel karma should not be cutted in that sense. You, 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 It will come back. And because you're aware of the fact that it will come back, you try as much as possible to not put yourself in a position where you actually hurt someone, especially on an, on, on an emotional level, on an affectionate level. It's a very dangerous thing to actually consider, even to contemplate the act of doing that. And when, when I took that into consideration, I, yes, wanted to have the allure of the Casanova character and have a lady want me as much as I want her, but try as much as possible to make her want me even more. And... These were all countermeasures, because I was scared of giving myself emotionally, so I figured I can try, and the here is try, numb my emotions and just think of a person physically. And the thing that sucks is the fact that thereafter you start resenting yourself because you feel like you've cheapened the value of your affections and that which you have, which is pleasure you wish to give. And it all boils down to how i see relationships i think because when i'm truly attracted to someone like if i say i'm attracted to someone to the point where i can't see myself not wanting to know more about them i shelve the idea of physical like pleasure i i shelve it in most relationships that I actually have had, I think it took months before the first kiss. It took months before the first uh, act of sex and all that. And it's simply because, at first sight, the f- the impact they had on me made me want to know every bit of them way before I knew their physical. And as a result of that, I end up kind of even more excited to to know the person and in the excitement that I have of knowing them I get happier because I know them and by the time the physical happens it, it doesn't turn into sex, it turns into love making I, I don't know if that makes any sense but it's, it's because you're trying to numb yourself emotionally sometimes you decide that maybe by just having sexual partners from time to time it pacifies the desire and in my case because i i think very old-fashioned i think i think of things in a very moderate and old-fashioned way because i want to have a person's imagination triggered i want to have a lady's imagination triggered and inspired and i want it to run wild way before I even am able to touch even if it's the tip of a finger I, I, I want to get to that level because as much as it is said that the, the the skin like because the skin is so sensitive to physical reaction it's probably the biggest sexual organ the skin by touch by how you run your palm over a person's skin that will actually dictate how aroused or how attracted they will be in the act of sex I for for one choose to counter that by having the imagination do all the legwork i prefer to be already thrilling a lady in her mind way before i'm even able to even kiss her lips that kind of thing and even in saying that it doesn't mean that i try as much as possible to have countless people or countless ladies be used in that way because the keyword I've just used right now, like I, I said the word used because I feel like I'm using them as a means to an end. So sometimes, hey, porn just helps make a countermeasure to all this because you, you don't get to hurt someone when you do all this. I know it's not right to say it that way, but think about it. You'd much rather have somebody numb their senses way before they try call or text you. I'm very guilty of the drunken dialing behavior. I I know that for a fact. And there's actually one lady who, I think, I probably killed any chance of being with them personally because, on a drunken stupor, sorry, in a drunken stupor, I called this lady and I spewed all my affections of things I w- I was hoping to have said much much later. But because that person had, I had this infatuation and it's in. You can't sustain it. I felt damn near possessed by the idea of this person. And when I got to talk to them and I got to hang out with them even so, ever so slightly, the, the anticipation to want to know them even more made me worse. And as a result I just came undone. I felt like a teenager again. And I was a nervous teenager. I was a very dorky teen. And then add that to she's standing right there and she gave you her number and I've said this once or twice, and I know it, it comes off as a line because I think it is a line. But it's a line I do in in defense of myself. I'd I'd have a conversation with the lady, and I'd I'd leave, and before I leave, I'd be asked if I should take their number. And knee-jerk reaction, the first time I said it, I just said I I haven't earned it yet, and I walked away. But then a second time, when I said the same line. The lady asked me that then how how will you be able to find me in order to see if you can earn it and the knee reaction the next thing that came to my mind was i i'm casting this into the universe because there's something i feel that's disturbingly cool about you that will lead me to want to know you more and as a result of that i try as much as possible to stop myself from being myself and, and in my case when it comes to a person who i have that kind of infatuated reaction towards i try not take their contact because i feel i'd mess it up i'd muck it up and in that the fact that i know i'm messing myself up by doing that it turns into the best defense mechanism i can give myself i'm not rational when i'm super attracted like that when i'm attracted to a level where my physical is literally just through its pores i i can't help it I refuse to let myself be in a position where I could actually access this person because I need to get myself in check. Being that infatuated with somebody literally leads me to think I may make big mistakes in the relationship I'd have thereafter. So I I tend to stop myself from actual happiness, as society may coin it or see it, because I fear that nobody should have that much of a hold on me. In the case of Casanova, the character on this profile image, he in any way and every way made sure that his affections were clear and he was always possessed by the lady. She had all the cards. He came off as the person who was actually the victim in the case, but in true reality, every woman who possessed him at that time in of his life, they had the control. And the weird thing is, the movie Hitch with Will Smith kind of touches on the idea of Casanova from back then. There's a documentary I watched of the character. I think it was done by BBC. It was on YouTube. And Casanova was a person who was so love-struck by a singular lady and the singular lady said no to him and he literally got into vengeance mode. And his vengeance was spewed onto victims who had nothing to do with the first case. They had nothing to do with the prior. And they ended up becoming those who he would push and, and... pull in the directions he he deemed fit. He would actually have them to a certain extent where they're literally aching for ecstasy and he would deny them the ecstasy because he enjoyed the kind of torture that came from how he would drive them mad. I'd be lying if I said I don't enjoy the idea of having a lady run mad at the thought of me. It's why I make myself a rarity. Not only is it a countermeasure to make sure I'm safe But it's also a measure to know to what extent is this lady willing to be intimate or to be fully devoted to me. Add that to the previous episode. I truly am a healing narcissist. I need to figure myself out. And I don't think it's fair to do that to any other lady and put any lady through that. So (laughs) the more I think about everything I'm spewing on this episode, I figure, ah, screw it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm not exclusive to anyone at the moment, I feel these are things I'm I'm healing through and the cool thing about all this also is I know for a fact, and experience does dictate this I am able to numb all that when I'm given one true north granted one true north I normally stop everything else about myself that would make me put at risk that relationship as far as infidelities and things like that i probably in the dating process i'd stop any conversation or any um engagement i have with another lady of things that i feel should belong to one so any one night stands would be put to the side any uh hookups of the physical physical nature would be stopped any act of phone sex and yes i'm a sucker for phone sex i would stop myself from all these things because all these things will then be beholden and only be granted to one and that's how i function in relationship and as it stands right now since i'm trying not to do any of these things i'm trying keyword is trying not to do any of these things i end up making uh an evaluation of myself in regards to how all these things function so that in itself is a fact that i'm actually glad about because when i look at the idea of making countermeasures of trying to use sex as a caveat to actual relationships i feel that's how some of some of the relationships of people i know have fallen short is because they tend to lead a person on the path of you think you know the person you're with but you truly don't because they only see you through sex But sex is not enough of a structural building block for a relationship, I think. Sex is a good uh, anecdote to it, but the human interaction, the conversation, the the being at peace, where you can actually lay together, cuddling in a sofa, quiet, even with nothing playing in the background, that's the basis of relationship. And it's why whenever I see a person or I feel within myself that this is a person I want to be with in relationship, I stop any act that would lead to the physical first. Weirdly enough, when it comes to a lady who I'm so physically attracted to and emotionally attracted to, and it actually makes me my mind run rampant, I literally lock myself up in the friend zone. I take myself there and lock myself up and throw away the key because I feel I shouldn't have that. Like, I feel I, I, I make myself unworthy because if they possess me like that, I think of the kind of movies where somebody who... Love somebody so much and that person is taken from them they're completely shut down probably the example i'd give is uh queen victoria when she started wearing black veils after her first husband passed sorry her first and only husband but then again the windsor family is weird because that was her first cousin but that that's neither here nor there it wasn't even supposed to be said either way hopefully this episode is actually a good follow-up to that which was spoken in the previous one and i'd love to hear from you guys hear what you actually think about this hit me up on twitter pblankivombi or on Instagram as point pointblankivombi. Just let me know what you think about the podcast episode and how you've been finding the podcast so far. Big shout out to everybody who's actually listening to the show. I was very surprised. I was looking at my analytics and I saw that somebody in Puerto Rico actually got the chance to listen to my podcast. I'm really honored by that. But for now, do be Caesar or be nothing at all. Take good care of yourself. Stay safe. Keep yourselves clean. COVID-19 will not take you out of this world. Make, make the best of what is coming before you. Until next time, UNO.